Previously on Quest Friends. What I need you to do is go to Obsidian Bay to the east, find a man named Bill, and figure out why they aren't trading with us. Does that make sense? She pulls out a picture and it kind of looks like a stopwatch. This is some of Bill's. He calls it his pocket compressor. So, I mean, if you can find this, you'll, you'll probably have a good shot of finding Bill. Howdy, neighbor. How can I help you today? We don't live together. I am not your neighbor. <laughs> Most of our thinking, you know, goes to Marshall. You're gonna tell me about Marshall. I will count to three. Well, Mar Marshall's everywhere, ma'am. Do you believe that Marshall is the data sphere? He'd be in the data sphere, not not the data sphere. The data sphere is not named Marshall. Speaking of ins, we've got a great one upstairs. Would you like to stay the night? Look, I just, I got a recommendation from a friend, but I want to make sure this is the inn that he stayed at. So can I just double check that his name is on this, this sign-in sheet? In the past three months though, you only see two names. One of them is Hanson Henson. And then beneath Hanson Henson, you do see Bill Turing. And as that happens, you see a man stumble through the door and he just loudly proclaims to no one in particular, Hey everybody, my name's Bill. oddly convenient, Hopper says. I heard people were looking for me. Bill, that's my name, Bill Turing. I do not believe Bill Turing is his actual, the actual identifier of this man. Yeah. I sometimes go by William. William Turing, that's my name. What town are you from, Mr. Mr. William Turing? Well, well, I come from Obsidian Bay, of course. Oh, okay. Uh, well, he's talking to to shock can i just scan real quick to look for the the pc thing that she said we would find with him yeah roll me an investigation 17 yeah you're looking around you see nothing on him in fact this guy he looks like he's keeping himself pretty clean like i mean you heard that bill was a drunkard but you don't see any alcohol on this guy uh, and you don't see the okay. pocket compressor anywhere oh uh... okay. uh... Bill's PC is nowhere to be found. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, I, I, want, I want to scan him too, uh, with my scan ability. With her actual scan. So I just I just want to like scan it to see if if it's actually like a human being or if it's something weird. Okay. Give me a scan. Okay. Fourteen. You you look at Bill, who's really you look at Bill, uh, Willie, William, as he's been going by, who's really shoddy. Yeah, that dude's a robot. That dude is 100% a robot. And he looks like a really fresh robot too, which would be why he was so shakily. It looks like all his parts aren't really that well put together. Fresh robot. I knew it. While the scan was going on, Shock suddenly bursts out and goes, oh, it was Bill's yeah. alcohol in the pod. I get it. Uh, Hopper claps a hand over Jacques's mouth. But probably not in time. Uh, yeah, give me a roll to see if you get if you stop him in time. Eleven. 
Yeah, Bill's just, uh, William, excuse me, is just so happy to be there. He's kind of smiling off into the distance. You know, Misha, that his cervix, his, uh, his, like, memory is kind of fried and he's probably rebooting on the spot. Because, <laughs> again, he's he's a very mm-hmm. new robot. He's not very good at being a robot. Yeah, so M- Misha is gonna approach... Oh, no, wait, no, because I cannot telepathically talk to Falk. He has to do it to me. Uh, I mean, how do you... How would you rule that, I'll Kyle? say... You two have uh, you two have opened the channel. So once you open the channel, it can go either way unless uh, Shock decides. No, nah, I'm sh- I'm closing this. I like it. Um, okay. And the one thing I will say about uh, Shock's communication with both opening it and closing it, it does have to be an agreement. Otherwise, they'll have to okay. roll against the other person. Okay. So be careful because if you open the pathway to somebody you don't want to open it to, you might not be able to shut them out. Like a Voldemort Harry situation, right? <laughs> Good to know. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I wanna just basically reach to Sog and be like, "These people are not human. The real, the real Bill must be uh, in in the pod here somewhere, and we need to be careful and find him." What are they then? They they are machines. They are uh, a little bit more uh, primitive than myself, but they are definitely robots. And this Bill specifically is a fairly new one. Shock is going to not be able to conceal his shock and... (laughs) 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 You're the worst! (laughs) He's going to immediately go up and just start, like, running his hands along the the Bill Turing robot, just, like, patting it down, knocking against it slightly. Well, friend, it's nice to meet you, too, and he starts lazily slapping his hands all over you. Misha's gonna try and stop Bill doing, from doing that, so it's going to grab both Bill's, both of Bill's hands. Stop it, friend. Bill turns and he starts, he's like, what? I can feel you, too, next, friend. <laughs> I, William Turing, can do this, because this is what our friendship is like. Misha's gonna, like, play his game and be like, so, Bill, where have you been bef- uh, all this time? Why weren't you, why didn't you show up beforehand? Well, I don't know. I remember I, I, remember I William Turing, your friend, told you, my friend, who is known as a machine in a suit of human armor and just a very, rather very intelligent system. You, my friend, with a very nice name, uh, I remember telling you. So where did I go? Uh... Shock is actually doing that in character, by the way. He's just sort of going, uh, <laughs> looking around at the party for ideas. Uh, and then he's just going to say, well, you know, Will, if that even is your real name, because we're friends, uh... You should introduce us to Marshall, because we are such good friends uh, of Marshall, uh, and we just would like to help them. Yes. Uh, His inhibitors don't seem to be working exactly, and he says, Well, I can tell you exactly where where my friend Marshall is if you want to visit him too. Why, he's just right over, and you feel Coltrane, Sal, and get off. All turn their eyes towards uh, Cole, uh, towards William <laughs> William Turing, whose name is definitely William Turing, and he is your friend. You see them all turn their heads towards him, and you see him start to like stop a little bit, as if his brain is being overloaded. I cannot talk about Marshall at this time. Can Ellie just jump them? 
I would be. I was about to say like, all right, this is enough. Let's go with Shock's plan. Well, like in per, like in character as Hopper. In that case, Shock will just sit, clap William on the back and say, "Well, I guess then, since we found you, it's time for us to be going. It'll be so much fun telling everyone in the outside world all about our new friend Marshall and about this very strange town. We've learned so much about Marshall, which we will gladly tell to others." When we leave here, right now. Well, Marshall does like making friends, but I don't think he would like that very much. <laughs> if only we could, he could tell us that in person. But sadly, he cannot. We must be on our way. Come, friends. To the lifts. You see him put his fist uh, hand against you. Well, friend, you wouldn't want to leave without staying at night. It is very late. Uh, and Shock is going to look him in the eyes dead serious and say, I don't want to hurt a fellow machine, but I'm not going to let you touch me again. I am William Turing. I am no machine. I am... Uh, you seem to stop up for a second, and his voice changes. Well, of course, I would very much like to meet you, but unfortunately... I do not believe it is best if you come visit me alive. I will see you momentarily. And he goes and he jabs his hand into your chest as an attack. And I need everyone to roll initiative! Yeah, woo! Initiative! Woo! Can I just, can I point out for a second that uh, I have, I designed, let me pull it up here for a second. I designed an entire fucking town, and these two lines are the two that you spent the entire game on. I made a whole goddamn town. I, um, mm, uh. You're welcome. <laughs> Do we need to explain this to our viewers? Yeah, we're starting with combat. So as we saw, everyone just did, they rolled initiative. Initiative is basically a roll to see the order in which everyone fights. Because everyone takes turns fighting, because if we tried to do it all at the same time, it wouldn't make sense. So we're going to talk about the combat rules. Combat rules are for fighting. Uh, as I said in the beginning, everyone rolls initiative to see the order they go in. Then they fight. Uh, so when a player tries to attack someone, they roll a dice to see if they hit. And if they try to defend from somebody, like by swing at them, they take a roll to defend. There are three types of weapons. There's light, which are easier to hit with, but do two damage. Medium, which do four damage. And heavy, which you have to hold with two hands, and they do six damage. At your turn, characters can move up to 30 feet and make an action. It can go in either order. An action is basically a big event, so it can include fighting someone, trying to talk them down, using an ability, or helping somebody else. You can also put off an action until something happens. So let's say uh, Jacques wanted to poke someone with his, with his glass stick. Uh, Ellie could say, I'm going to wait to hit someone until Jacques pokes him with a stick. And yeah, you roll to see how well you did. Combat continues until one side is either dead or gives up. Uh, and then if a character rolls a 17, 18, 19, or 20, something special will happen, and I'll explain that when it happens. Alright, awesome. so we got an order, and all of you did great, and the robots, oh man. Like, uh, it, William Turing Robot, William Turing Robot is a bad robot. And it seems like him hitting you kind of just, like, shorted out everyone. So it's going to be a while before they can start attacking. So first in the order, 
is our good friend Jacques. Jacques, what are you going to do? Uh, oh, did you roll a 20? I rolled a natural 20. You did? Yes, Yeah, the rolls are you... Tom 20, Hallie 19, Ari 18, Emily 6, and Kyle 2. <laughs> the robots are, robots are in really bad shape right now. Oh, amazing. Uh, so Shock, in reaction to his sudden movement, is just going to level a hand at him and say, Get away from me! Uh, and cast Onslaught. And let's go with Effort to Damage. Okay, so you can use Effort uh, to do one of two things. As I said, you can do it to make tasks easier, or you can do it to add more damage. How much more damage is it? Three points. Okay, to add three more points of damage. Now, before you do that, uh, can you explain what Onslaught is? I have it, but I want for the listeners at home. Uh, Shock is a nano, which is basically a science wizard. And Onslaught is basically the, uh, the level one simple attack spell. I can either use it to fire a ray of force, um, or I can use it for a mental attack that bypasses armor but is slightly weaker. If I had a certain uh, type of focus, uh, I'd be able to flavor it as a fire blast or a lightning blast or what have you, but I just talk to machines. It's just a ray of force. All right, so you're going to try to hit your good friend, William Turing. That's his name. Right. Force. Part of the cards. Guide me. Oh, an 18. <laughs> Dang. An 18. So a character, essentially, if a character gets a 16, they get to do one more. 17. No, if a character rolls a 17, they do one more point of damage. 18, two more. 19, three more. Or they get to do something to kind of inconvenience the enemy. And a 20, they can do four more points of damage or, again, inconvenience the enemy. So you do two more points of damage. So that's a base damage of four. Plus three, plus, you rolled an 18, two. Yeah, <laughs> your good friend, William Turing, that's his name, is dead. <laughs> he just, like, he doesn't even go backwards. Like, all, all his parts kind of, like, his head and his arms kind of, like, splay out to the sides as his torso just flies out through the open doorway. And that was the end for William Turing, your good friend, from Obsidian Bay. Shock will end his turn with a quiet, Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Misha is going to look at Sock a little bit, like, shocked at what he... Eh. 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 This pun will never get old. <laughs> we, will build, we will build our brand on this one pun. <laughs> Ellie's uh. nodding very approvingly. Okay, uh, so the next turn is... Uh, yeah, it's Hallie. It is our good friend Hopscotch. Hopscotch, what are you going to do? Uh, well, Hop looks very taken aback by the fact that Jock just he he killed William Turing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So it's just the barkeep and the two other robots, right? Yeah. Okay. I have a buzzer gun. Yes, a buzzer. I would like to fire one of my discs at the guy whose name isn't Jeff. And there's a cell. And that's a light weapon, so it's gonna be a little easier to hit with. Okay, and I'd like to be aiming for between the eyes if okay. that makes any difference. Shoot one of those discs, our uh, good friend Sal, the miner. Oh, that twenty. That twenty. Do you want to add more damage, or do you want to cause a major effect? I'd love to cause a major effect, please. Okay, so major effect is something really bad. So, like, an enemy can essentially lose their turn, or, yeah, it's just really inconvenience as the enemy. So, what do you want to do? I want to nail him straight between the eyes, which is where I was aiming. And then I would like him to fall backwards, preferably onto the other robot. Because they're sitting together, right? Uh, yeah, so he springs back in his chair and then flies forward and gets his, uh, the, the thing lodged in Geoff's head. 
So they're now stuck together. Um, and Gaoth uh, would take two points of damage, but he seems to have a little bit of armor, so he only takes one. Okay. How much damage did um, the one that I hit took? Took two, because that's what your weapon does. Oh, right. All right, Misha. So you've got a very upset barkeep, and then two miners, uh, adult miners, adult robot miners. So technically, actually, they're less than three months young, so they're minor robot miners? <laughs> Their role in the story is minor. Yeah, minor, 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 robot minor. <laughs> okay, position-wise, I don't know how close I am. Like, which one is the one closest to me, uh, but I want... probably 10 feet away from the miners, and maybe 15 away from, uh, from Coltrane. Okay, I want to go to one of the miners, I guess, and kind of be like, I, I am very sorry about this. I know it's not your fault. And then I want to take my little, like, blade that I have. As you say that, I'm assuming you're going to sell or gay off. Uh, gay off. Yeah. Oh, that's really yeah. nice of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> like, I, I really, I really am sorry about this. And then grab my little thing and I, I try to, I guess, stab them at a, at a place where I can, like, damage their internal wires. Okay. I don't know if there's, like, a uh, specific weak spot or your best bet is where they're connected because that's they've already gotten through there because that's where they're connected so there's a little yeah. opening there okay yeah i want to i want to do that and i'm going to use my little like dagger that i that michelle carries in his uh, in their satchel okay and that's uh that's light right yes all right part of the dice 11. okay so you go and Gaius kind of, he's a little taken aback, because like, he was like, oh, that's, that's nice of you, I'm having a bad day. Uh, and you stab him right inside of there, and it doesn't do extra damage, but it does avoid his armor. So he takes two okay. points of damage, and he goes back, he's like, oh, why are you sorry? This is for your own good. It really is. You'll be better this way. <laughs> Alright, now we are on to Ellie. Ellie, what are you going to do? Who are you going to hit? <sighs> I'll hit the Coltrane. Alright, you're gonna go run up to our good friend Coltrane? Yes. Okay, Coltrane's not happy to see you. Good. So, as she approaches the barkeep, Ellie is going to pull her metal folding chair off of her back, wind up, and swing it as hard as she can straight at his head. Alright, give me a roll. What did I get? You roll an 18. <laughs> so you go to hit our good friend Coltrane in the head, and you hit him on the side, and you see his head just spin around. It's kind of like the exorcist, but a lot faster and kind of funny a little bit. Um, but now I'm going to introduce a GM intrusion. Who do you want to give the other one, other experience point to? Hopper and Shock both have a point, right? Yeah, Hopper and Shock both do. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give it to Misha then. Alright, so you give the point Ooh. to Misha. Thank you. Uh, so each of you get an experience. And what happens is, as Coltrane's head spins around, you see his mouth open up, and you just see a torrent of fire start spilling out of it as he's spinning around. So now you know very much where all the alcohol went. Uh, <laughs> and he spins around, and I'm gonna say he goes fast enough that he spins around twice. So you're going to have to do two speed defense rolls. Oh, I, 
I want to remind you that he's very damaged right now. First one is a two. Two! No! You have lots of armor, at least. And the second one's a 13. Okay, so you get nice and toasty. <laughs> and I'm going to say you have... You get nice and toasty as this fire burns all around you. But because you have four fucking armor, <laughs> it only does one point of damage. <laughs> I am a tank. Okay, so Coltrane is dead. Your good friend William Turing is dead. Gayoff and Sal are having trouble, but as it happens, you see Gus, the cowboy shopkeep, no. run inside no. and say, Howdy, neighbor! I guess it's time for you to die. <laughs> and he points both of these dual lasers directly at Jacques. Uh. And you see them crackle to life with electric, electric with electricity. And I need you to dodge two, uh. two uh. Uh, taser uh. shots. All right. Uh, wh- why don't I... I will indeed pl- apply a level of speed effort to this defense. One is a natural 20, the other is a 12. Okay, what's that? You definitely dodge it. Because uh, Gus, Gus the the robot cowboy shopkeep, he's not very good at shooting things. Uh, so what effect do you have as you dodge this? Uh, also have bad rolls for once, damn it. Can I, like, sort of spin to the side, dodging both of the lasers, but as I spin, my staff just sort of, <laughs> sort of whips around uh, and smacks one of his lasers. Either out of his hand or disarming it somehow. Yeah, absolutely. You smack one of those cowboy shopkeep lasers, and you see not only it, but you see part of his hand just dislocate from his arm and slide onto the ground. <laughs> and you realize that the lasers were inside of him all along. The magic was inside him all <laughs> Excuse along. Excuse me, the tasers. The tasers, sorry, yep. I forgot. The, the tasers, the electric energy. Whatever. The arc reactors. But we still have uh, both Gayoff and Sal are still stuck together. Um, and they're going to actually work in tandem. So uh, Sal is going to pull out the thing, and it's going to take his entire turn to do that. And Gayoff, who is very upset at, uh, at Hop, is just going to run back, is just going to kind of stumble back in response and fall on top of Hop. Oh no. So Hop, I'm going to need you to roll defense. Which is one step easier because of your shield. I got a four. One step easier because of shield. Oh no. Uh, Shield. Shield. Which I had out. He falls back uh, and Hop does have a shield out. I'm going to let it happen this time, but you should specify every other time. Sorry. Uh, So Hop actually, I'm going to say, just kind of like tries to dodge out of the way. And Gayoff kind of slides off of it and falls onto the ground on his back and quickly clambers back up. And yeah, that's that's that is their turn because you massacred most of them to the degree that I had to add another one into the combat. All right, just kill them already, Jacques. All right, all right. Well, since a new challenger has approached, Jacques is going to level his strong glass staff and fire off another onslaught through it. Uh, let's spend effort to damage again. All right, give me your roll. Uh, 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 mm, a six? You shoot it. 
And it kind of just... You try to be super cool by channeling it through your glass thing, but it seemed to have weakened it a lot, and it just kind of does uh, a pathetic puff and just kind of blows <laughs> against Gus's cowboy hat a little bit. Uh, he doesn't even... It's, it, he doesn't even notice. Like, he's not even bothered by it. That usually works. In case anyone was wondering. <laughs> this is the first time it's happened. Shock has tried this before, and it worked before. But Shock is just gonna, like, back up into the room a little bit, try and put some distance between himself and, and the cowboy Gus. Alright, what are you gonna do, uh, Hop? Gayoff is right next to me, right? Uh, yeah. Gayoff is right next to you. Okay. Um, I'd actually like to bash him as hard as I can with my shield. Like, point, like point-blank range. Like, he's just next to me. And I'm just gonna clobber him. Your shield is a medium weapon, right? Okay. Oh, Hop. I got a one. Oh, no. Okay, Hop goes to bash it down. And he goes so hard on the ground that it shakes his hands, and you fall down on your back, and now you like you kind of look like a turtle who's been flipped over on the back <laughs> of its shell, and you're just kind of, like, flailing your arms up there. Uh, so you are essentially prone now. Ah, that was so much harder than I thought. <laughs> he screams as he's flailing on the ground. I, I don't know my own strength. I'm too strong. All right, Misha, what are you going to do to save this party? Um, I want Misha to run and tackle cowboy guy since, like, well, I don't know because both of the two people are in trouble. No, I want to go and tackle Geoff. You want to go and tackle uh, Geoff? He's been tight. Yes. Before you damage his help very much. Alright, yeah, I'm gonna count the damage of that. It's gonna be two, but you're not gonna get a bonus to it. But if you knock him over, then you're both on prone on the ground. Okay. I got a 14. Alright, you go to, like, jump and push Gay off to the ground. And you yes. just kind of push right into him like a linebacker. And just kind of stumble. And you just see his, like, torso on the ground in front of you. Perfect. And it's just like, oh. Well, I guess he's dead. Oh, oh, just his torso. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that is... Yeah, so you're standing up. You, like, trip a little bit, but you're standing up now. Oh, great. Yes, this is exactly as I have <laughs> planned it. Totally. All right, Ellie, what are you going to do? You got Sal the Miner, and uh, Sal, the Miner Miner Robot Miner, and then you got Gus, the Robot Cowboy Shopkeep. So I have opportunists. You already... Mm. No one had hit him first, so now I have an extra asset. It's only if you hit someone once, right? If they've been hit. If they've been hit? I thought it was by you. No, I think it's if they've been hit. Opportunities you have an asset on any attack roll you make against a creature that has been attacked at some, po at some point during the round and is within, within immediate range. So you're right, he has been, uh, Cowboy, Gus Cowboy Shopkeep has been attacked. Yes. Five. Five. You go to hit up a home run on this guy, and you just whiff, and your <laughs> chair hits against the wall. Uh, and he turns over and looks at you, because it's his turn now, and says, No! Howdy, neighbor! How can I help you today? And he shoots, and he goes to shoot you in the face, and I need no. you to roll speed defense. I want to put a level of effort into this. Okay. Ellie rolls a two. Oh, no. He oh, goes no. to shoot you, and electric energy courses through your body. 
And because you have a defensive four, you feel fucking nothing. <laughs> it's like a goddamn tingle. The effort hurts more than the attack. <laughs> okay, so uh, Sal, who is still alive, uh, turns over to... You can try to Turns over the Misha and says, You killed Gayoff! <laughs> And he grabs the, the, the dart, and he just whips it at you. All right. And you need the roll speed defense. Are you putting any effort into it? And I'm, I guess I'm going to rolling for a speed defense. Yes, I am. Okay. I am putting one effort. So I roll at 11, so that is... All right. It flies past you and just clinks against the wall ineffectually. Good. And those are all my enemies. So go back to kicking their asses, please. <laughs> all right. Let's try this again. Uh, let's say with no effort on Gus. Just an ordinary onslaught. I rolled an eight. You rolled an eight. You go to shoot, and Gus, the robot cowboy shopkeep, uh, kind of gets blown back a couple of steps, but he doesn't seem to be in damaged at all by it. Hop, what are you going to do? All right, uh, Gayoff is dead, right? Yeah, uh, yeah Gayoff is very dead. <laughs> Yes. Fuel beans! Alright, I'm gonna get up off the floor and dust myself off. Do like a nod to Misha, like, yeah, good work. Like, that didn't just happen. I wasn't just on the ground <laughs> reverberating like a cartoon. Um, and then Sal is near- how far away is Sal from me? Uh, Sal is- uh, he's like five feet. Okay. I would like to look at my shield, consider that I just did something that was bad, and that was, like, so much stronger than I thought it was. But I'm gonna do it again anyway. But I'm gonna, like, throw it at him this time, like Captain America style. When Captain America throws his mighty shield... Yes. All those who oppose his mighty shield must yield. Here I go! Ah! Oh, it fell. Hang on. Gotta reel it. Uh-huh. I rolled another one. <laughs> oh, no! As Captain America throws his mighty shield, his shield bounces against the wall and flies back in his face, and he takes four points of damage from his own shield. Does it help that I have armor at all, even though it hit me in the face? But you don't have armor in the face. I have a leather jerkin, that's it. That'll do, that'll, yeah, that'll do armor. If you have armor, just apply it, like, take whatever I tell you and minimize it, unless I reference your armor. Is like a leather jerkin minus one? One, so you take three cool. points of damage from your shield that you threw against the wall. <laughs> Ow! I'm assuming you tried to do it like, you didn't just throw it at Sal, you tried to be a cool dude and bounce it off the wall. Yeah, uh, I was really trying for it. I was like, wow, this thing is stronger than I thought. I'm gonna roll with this. But hop, I was so excited to use this shield, too. I I would like to note that our, our most significant wound thus far has been self-inflicted. <laughs> So, okay, so Misha, in response to Sal's comment, uh, they are going to uh, basically also groan and, and tackle uh, Sally as uh, as they did with Geoff, and as they do say, I can't I can't have killed some something that wasn't uh, truly oh. alive in the first place and attack Sally. Oh, give me a roll. Whoa, 20! Hey! Right, do you want to do a major effect, or do you want to do extra damage? I want to do a major effect. Alright, what's your major effect? Because Sal is already on the ground now. Oh, okay. I didn't know that Sal was already on the ground as I tackled. Uh, 
then can I, um, as I like go and jump on top of her, uh, also like be uh, chop a little of like whatever connecting wires they she had with my little knifey thing. So you want to do more damage? Yeah, I guess so. But like I want to do it specifically, disconnecting some of her circuitry. Okay, you see, you go down and just land on top of Sal, and you dig straight into his head where that, uh, where the gash was from the hole. Yes. And you just, it would be a really grisly scene if this was a human, because just oil and wires just spill outside of Sal's head as the gash widens. And you just hear Sal go, Hey, that's not fair! Excellent. And Sal is, Sal is not dead, but definitely not functioning. As that happens, you feel um, a bunch of, you hear a bunch of bolts of electricity fire throughout the top of the, uh, okay. of the roof. Like, electricity is just being shot, like, you know, someone firing in the air with two guns, except they're doing it with one. And you hear Gus, the robot cowboy bar- shopkeep, say, All right, neighbor, we'll help you see Marshall. And with that, you see the black tiles that have been littered on the floor. They kind of just, like, almost magnetically slide together. And you see them form what looks to be a pathway leading out of the bar and through the town. And Gus, the robot cowboy shopkeep, just points to it and says, Follow the path, neighbor. Misha just wants to reply, I am not your neighbor. Hey everybody, this is Kyle, the GM. Thank you so much for listening to episode 3 of Quest Friends. Uh, As you can see, this one was a little bit shorter, uh, and that's because the next episode is going to be the finale of Chapter 1, Turing Town, and the players and I all decided that it would be best if we kept that finale as one complete package. So this one's a little bit shorter, that one's going to be a little bit longer, and then the episode after that, which will be the first episode of the next chapter, is going to be a lot longer, just because... That was kind of how the pacing went. Everyone was really on their A-game for those uh, two episodes. I'm really excited to share the next two with you. Some housekeeping stuff to take care of. The intro and outro songs are Friends and Hitoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. Any other music I use, you can find in the description below. This week, however, I really want to focus on the special song I used, just because I got it for completely free. And it was a pretty good song by a guy who doesn't really have many eyes on him. So the song that I used when your friend William Turing was kind of freaking out and turning into Marshall was called Emergence by Ben Hansen. The music he does is absolutely free. All he uh, requests is, you know, that people pitch forward his Patreon if they can. And after about a four-year break, his most recent song was released a week ago. So it looks like he's really trying to get back into things. And so I would recommend giving him a look. It's completely royalty-free music. It's pretty good. You can use it in your projects, and you can ship him a buck or two if you want. Other than that, a reminder that you can follow us on both Podbean and iTunes, and you can also follow us on quest underscore friends at twitter.com. That is quest underscore friends. Don't just do quest friends, because then you'll get some improv show in Canada. I mean, unless you're in Canada, in which case, I mean, check it out. You know, great minds think alike and and, and that sort of thing. That's really all the announcements I have for you right now. Our next episode will be out on Monday, November 6th. See you then.